Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. This week, we are going to be talking all about relationships in honor of Valentine's Day coming up. So I thought I would share five traits and qualities that I have found to be very important in maintaining a healthy and loving relationship. Back when I was single, this is what I was looking for in a partner. And now that I am engaged, it's something that I'm trying to continue to maintain in my current relationship. So no matter what your relationship status is, I hope that this brings value to you. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica, here. I'm so excited for our episode this week. I love talking about relationships, and it is not something I talk about that often. So I'm really excited to dive into qualities and characteristics that I find to be really important in maintaining a healthy relationship, no matter where you are, whether you're married, whether you're dating, whether you're single, whether you're engaged like me, whatever the case may be. I think these are things to one, look for in a partner if you are currently looking, but also to help establish or maintain if you are in a relationship currently. So they're not just uh, characteristics, but they're things that you could potentially implement if you find that to be lacking in your current relationship. So I'm really excited to dive into that. But first, what am I grateful for and what am I loving? So what am I grateful for today? Honestly, I am grateful that for the time of year that it is. This might sound so silly, but right now it is my absolute favorite weather. I believe it's in like the 60s right now here in Phoenix. And though we've had some rain lately, which is not my absolute favorite, though being Arizona, we don't get a ton of rain, so it's always good when we do. I love this weather. I love being able to wear like a light sweater and some leggings or a t-shirt and some leggings. Like I just love not being hot and not being cold, just that mild, moderate temperature. It's my favorite time of year. And honestly, in Michigan, it would probably be like the Michigan summer weather is pretty much what we're having right now. It's been a weird year. It's very warm here in Arizona this year. I know it's warm other places across the country. So yeah, I'm just loving the weather. I'm loving the sunshine when we're getting it. And even though the rain at times can be a bit of a downer, it's also kind of fun because Arizona does not have like many cloudy days. So I also try to like relish those days when we have them because this may sound silly, but when it is bright and sunny every single fucking day, eventually it gets kind of boring, even though I love the sun. That might sound crazy, but anyhow, it sounds silly to be grateful for the weather, but I just have noticed it has helped my mood so much and I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm so grateful and I'm grateful to live where I live. So now what am I loving? I was thinking about this because I've been loving a lot of different things lately. I've been trying a lot of different things and I don't remember if I said it last week. So I'm going to give two things. But the first thing I'm loving is uh, doing my own nails with Builder Gel. So I don't know if you're on YouTube, you can see that I have 
a set on and I did like a fun set for Valentine's Day. So it's like pink and then the ring finger is lighter with a pink heart. And I just have been loving doing my own nails. I personally think they look really good. They look like I had gone to a salon, but I did not. So obviously you do have to buy the supplies, but basically the supplies is what what one manicure would cost. So I'm loving that it's saving me money, but it's also making me feel good. You know, I'm not the girliest girl in the world, but I love having my nails done for whatever reason. It just makes me feel better in my own skin. It makes me feel more put together. So I've been loving that and I've been loving using like a builder gel. It's been really fun to do and to try and I've been growing out my natural nails. So builder gel is like a harder gel that will give support to your natural nails instead of using like acrylics because I was using an acrylic tip for a while because I like having not super long nails, but not short nails. I'm like an in-betweener there. Um, but it was like long enough where my natural nails were breaking. So this builder gel allows you to use your natural nail and to help strengthen your natural nail and grow out your natural nail and not have acrylic on there. So I've been really loving it. I'm just really grateful that I've been learning how to thanks to YouTube and TikTok. We fucking love it. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I really love this set that I have on right now. If you want to see go watch YouTube. And another thing I'm loving that I'm also currently wearing, and I don't know if you guys have seen, but lip oils are all the rage. And I kind of love them because for me, lipstick just feels so harsh. Whenever I wear lipstick, I feel like I'm someone that I do not think I look good with a ton of makeup on. I don't feel comfortable with a lot of makeup on. So for me, like lip glosses were, I liked how lighter they were, but I hated how sticky they were. So I got a lip oil recently and I've been loving it. So I'm currently wearing the Monate Rejuvenique lip oil gloss, which I love. Again, you can see it on the YouTube. This is the nude color and it just does the perfect amount of color. And it doesn't look like it would be nude based on the bottle. It's more of like a red, but I did get the nude one and it's such a light color. It looks like a gloss, but it's not sticky and it's like moisturizing my lips. So I'm obsessed with it. I've also used an e.l.f. one. I got just the e.l.f. clear gloss, which I like, or I'm sorry, the lip oil, which I like, but it is a little bit stickier and thicker. This one is a lot lighter. So I would say the e.l.f. one being thicker does seem to last a bit longer on your lips if you're wanting the look to last longer. But I just love this for like a quick little thing if we're going to dinner or like before the podcast where I want to look a little more put together, but I don't necessarily want to throw on a lipstick. I've been loving it because again, I'm not a heavy makeup person and I think it's because of my coloring. So I've been really diving into color analysis and I'm pretty sure I'm a soft autumn, which means I look better with like muted colors, warm colors, like muted warm colors are my vibe. And when it comes to makeup, like lighter makeup is better, like not heavy drastic makeup, which I would agree with because when I put on like a smoky eye or a bold lip, I do not feel like I look very good and I do not feel confident. So I have been really having fun learning about my colors and my kibby body type. I've been thinking about trying to get an expert on there. I just don't know how you would translate um, the body typing system onto a podcast. I think that might be a little bit difficult because it's so visual, but I have loved learning about it. I believe I'm a soft dramatic, and what that means is your main body characteristics are my height and my curve. And so it's not like apple pear. It's like pretty complicated, honestly. Um, But I love the concept of not like, you don't necessarily need to find flattering things. And of course you can wear whatever you want, but it's about clothes that are really going to um, accentuate, you know, your own shape. And I'm sorry if this is like a trigger warning for people um, or something that's like triggering for people, but I just have been really enjoying it. And I've realized that a lot of my favorite um, pieces of clothing 
are actually what would be recommended for my kibby body type, which I think is kind of funny. Now we're going off track, quick drink break. Uh, I guess one other thing I'm loving is I love these energy drinks. They're a plant-based energy. It's called Yerbe. I get them at Costco. I mean, I know energy drinks are not that healthy. Like I'm not, I'm not unaware, but I think for an energy drink, they are not too bad because again, it's like natural plant-based energy from yerba mate and white tea. So, you know, and like they don't keep me up all night when I have one. Like I should not be having one this late. I'm going to be really fucking honest. It's like late afternoon at the time of this recording, but this is not going to keep me up. So it's fine. So take a drink. Maybe it's water. Maybe it's tea. Maybe it's something stronger. Cheers. Now, if I was someone that was looking for a partner, like I said, I'm engaged and I'm very happily engaged, but if I were you know, looking for a partner or in a relationship and trying to make things a little bit better, here are five different things that I think are very important to look for, whether you're dating, whether you're single, even if you're married, these are like, and you're wanting to strengthen your relationship. Here are things that I think are really important to help you have a healthy relationship. And I'm not an expert by any fucking means. I'm just speaking from experience of being in really shitty relationships and now being in one that I would say is pretty healthy. I mean, are we perfect? No, because no one is perfect. So that's just not a reasonable thing to expect, right? Like we are not perfect people, but we've both been in unhealthy relationships. You know, I feel okay sharing this because Kyle was on the podcast and shared it, but like he's been divorced, right? So we both have been in unhealthy and toxic relationships in the past and we both have learned a lot from it. And so I think that's also part of it is we were very picky about what we wanted going forward. So here are five things that I would look for in a partner or that are important to me in maintaining a healthy relationship. First one is going to be makes an effort to understand you. Now, I don't think it's a good expectation to expect your partner to be just like you. That is just not reasonable. That is probably not going to happen in my personal opinion. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I have found that my healthy relationships have not been with people that are just like me. I mean, if anything, Kyle and I are very, very different people, but the difference we have, we both make an effort to understand each other. And I think that is key. So the first thing is makes an effort to understand you because, and what I mean by that is everyone has like a different love language. Everyone communicates in a different way. And I don't think that it is a fair expectation to expect your partner to communicate the exact same way you do or to need the same type of love that you need in the sense of like a love language, right? Like gifts or words of affirmation or physical touch. I don't think that's necessarily um, what matters, but having, making the effort to understand you and to know where you're coming from and to kind of know how to speak to you, I think is really important. And that sounds so fucking silly, but have you ever been in a relationship where you're trying to, you know, say something to them and you can tell you're just talking to a fucking wall and that it's just not computing? Because I know I have. I know in the past I've been in relationships like that where I would say something and I'm like, are you even like comprehending this shit? And it's so fucking frustrating. It's so frustrating and it doesn't lead to a healthy relationship, right? So for example, like Kyle is extremely supportive of all the 12-step programs that I do. He is so supportive of me being sober and being in my recovery and all that stuff, but he doesn't like, he's not, he doesn't do any of that shit. Like he doesn't do any of it, but he makes an effort to understand me and he makes an effort to support me in that way. Right. So I think having a partner that is willing to learn like what triggers you and maybe what doesn't trigger you and the best way to communicate with you and just like learns how to understand you and knows where you're coming from, even if they can't put themselves in your shoes per se, because I believe every person in our, in our world, right. Everyone has a different perspective and everyone looks at the world through a different lens. Like things are not black and white. Things are very gray in my personal opinion, right? So 
having someone that makes an effort to kind of understand you and understand where you're coming from, I think is really important. And I think that that leads to a healthier dynamic in the long run, right? So the next thing is someone who's supportive of your hobbies and your individualism. And so what I mean by that is, do not get me wrong. I love the concept of like a partner being your best friend and doing a lot of stuff together, but having your own individuality and your whole identity, not just becoming the relationship, I think is incredibly important. You know, Kyle and I talked about this on the podcast episode that we did together. So there may be some overlap, but that episode was honestly a while ago. I think it was probably about a year ago now. And I think it's really, really important to have a partner that supports you to continue being you. I mean, the reason they fell in love with you, I would assume is because of who you are as a person and you don't want to lose yourself in a relationship. You know, I think a lot of times, especially when you're younger, it's easier to lose yourself or, um, and I'm calling myself out here, right? So this is not, uh, please don't take this personally if this applies to you because I have fucking been there. But if you're like insecure and you're using a relationship to make you fucking feel better about yourself or, you aren't feeling worthy of love, like I still struggle with like feeling worthy. Okay. That is like one of my Achilles heels. You know, I don't always feel very worthy of love. And that's like a whole fucking thing. That is a whole thing. Thanks trauma. But I have learned to love who I am as a person and the things that make me me. So like I said earlier, here's like such a small little example, right? I like doing my own nails. I like getting my nails done. I do. But like, I also really enjoy the process of doing my nails. And so often on a Friday night, and it's not every Friday, I don't do them weekly, but once or twice a month, probably, probably like twice a month. So maybe every other week, I want to do my nails. And typically Kyle just wants to like hang out in the general area I am in. And maybe we'll watch a movie together. Maybe he'll just like scroll on his phone or read or do something else like go on YouTube while I'm doing my nails. But he doesn't like give me shit for doing the things I like to do. If it's a Friday night and to be honest, he often works Saturdays. So if he's like, Hey, I just want to spend time with you. And I'm like, I really wanted to do my nails. Are you fine with that? He's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like I don't really have to ask his permission, but I just make sure that he didn't like have plans that he wanted us to do together. Right. Check in, make sure we don't have anything on the schedule on the calendar. And then I'm like, cool. Well, do you want to watch a movie together? Do we want to watch something we like already watch. You know, we watch a lot of like TV shows together sometimes like at night. Um, we're currently watching Blue Bloods, which I really enjoy on Hulu. So sometimes I'm like, do we want to just watch something easy where we can like half pay attention or do you want to watch a movie together? And that's a way that he's supporting me and my hobbies and me as an individual. Um, another example is because he's not like giving me shit for doing what I want to do on a Friday night. And he's like, oh, as long as I can kind of be in your vicinity and we can, you know, talk and chit chat and like spend time together, even if we're doing our own thing in the same room, like I'm fine with that. And I think that's important. Another example would be, you know, he really supports me like going out to dinner with friends. He's not someone that's like, well, where are you going to be? How long are you going to be there? I mean, he does want to know where I am for like safety reasons, but he's not like tracking my every fucking move. <laughs> like he's just not that guy. And to be honest, I think we did share our locations, but I know me personally, I like never fucking check his. I don't know. And I don't think he checks mine either. We've talked about it. We forgot that we even did that. Like early on in our relationship, but we did it kind of for safety reasons, especially when I was like traveling for work and stuff. Um, but I just think it's really important to have someone that supports you and your hobbies and you as a person and your individual, like your individualism, right? Like Kyle's obsessed with his three wheelers. And do I give a shit about his three wheelers? Not necessarily, but I care about him and I know it matters to him. Thus I am supportive, right? So I think that's just how it works for me in my opinion. Okay. Now, 
The next thing that I think is really important is having open communication. So like I said earlier, everyone's communication style is very different, but I think being open and honest in whatever communication style you have is really important because holding things back, uh, being passive aggressive, um, not just being honest with your feelings or your thoughts, that never is going to lead to good things. I have not once found that to lead to good things. Like, you know, I'm thinking in the past in relationships I've been in, um, you know, if you don't share like your frustrations, that's just going to lead to resentment. Or if you don't share like how something made you feel, again, that could lead to frustration. Or maybe there's a behavior that your partner is doing that really just hurts your feelings. They're not going to know if you do not tell them. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be in someone's face 24-7 and nitpicking them or nagging them. I don't think that's healthy either. But I think it's really important to have open communication. And now Kyle and I are very blunt people. And I know not everyone is that way. But we tend to just be like, hey, this is the fucking deal. Like, this is bothering me. Can we not do that? Okay, great. And we usually will talk it out and then we're fucking done with it. And we like leave it. Like we had the conversation, we move on. But a lot of people aren't like that, I understand. But I do think regardless, if you're like super blunt or maybe not as blunt, I think it's important to have those open, honest communication, especially with your partner in those conversations with your partner. Because if you can't speak to them, like they're supposed to be your safe space. They're supposed to be your person, right? And if you're someone that maybe is having relationship issues, look at your communication. Are you being open? Are you being honest? And if you aren't feeling comfortable doing so, maybe you need to go see a therapist, maybe a couples counselor, like whatever the case may be, or maybe they're not the person for you. I don't know. I'm not like trying to put words in anyone's mouth or thoughts there, but I think it's really, really important. And I think that open communication helps to lead, um, like a good example for maybe if you have kids, I think it's important to show like open, honest communication. But I also think it helps to set expectations as well. You know, a really good example of this was Kyle and I like made it official that we were dating pretty pretty early on. And when I was like in the dating scene, like people weren't doing that. You know, you could be talking to someone and like maybe going on dates and be like, are we together? Are we not together? Like, what the fuck is this? Where when Kyle and I started dating, literally within two weeks, he was like, I want to see you and I do not want to see anyone else. And if you want to see other people, I'm out. And we're like, oh, okay. And so that day is the day that I personally consider our relationship starting because we like, we met on Bumble. If you don't know, we like deleted all the apps. We didn't talk to anyone else. We're like, okay, it's like just us. And I think it's really important to have that open, honest communication because it helps to set the stage and set examples and set the expectations. And so when it came to us getting married and getting engaged, like I told Kyle, you know, I really want to engage, get engaged by the time I'm 30. And I have a lot of reasons for that. I mean, one of the main ones is like, I, we've talked about kids. We're not a hundred percent on if we want kids or not, or how many kids we want. But I was like, if we want kids, I don't want to wait too long because unfortunately we met when we were older and like, I don't have all day. I have a biological clock and wedding planning takes time. So like by the time we're married, I should be 31, I believe. And so, you know, that's not like the end of the world by any means. But if I had waited until we were 33, 34, 35 to get married and then have kids because I personally want to get married first, then that could be harder, right? So just having that open communication about your expectations also helps to make sure you guys are on the same page. So like we don't have kids, but we've kind of talked about like how would we raise kids? What are our thoughts on kids? And I think it's really important to know, you know, what where's the other person standing? Like what are their thoughts? And so this is going to lead into my next um, you know, my next 
point that I think is really important, my fourth one, is you want to find someone who is willing to grow with you, who wants to grow with you, and who has similar values and goals, right? So again, I don't think that the person needs to be the same. And I have seen people that have some difference of opinions and it works out, right? But like, for example, I don't think I personally could date someone that has completely different political opinions or religious views than I do. I just don't think that would work because I'm pretty set in my ways. <laughs> like I'm open-minded, but like I'm not at the same time. I'm like, no, like I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. And if, if I had was with someone that was like, that's all bullshit, go fuck yourself. Like it would not go well. Right. Or the, a great example when it comes to relationships are like kids or no kids. And if you're someone that really wants kids and your partner does not want kids, no offense, why the fuck are you together? Because no one should be forced into either direction. If you do not want kids, you should not force your partner to not have a child if they want one. And if you want a child and your partner doesn't want a child, you should not be forcing your partner to have a child. Like in my opinion, I think that is fucked up. And I think that's why we have a lot of dysfunctional families. I think a lot of people had kids that maybe shouldn't have and didn't want to, but they thought that was like what you did. So anywho, but having someone with similar values is going to make your life a lot fucking better. And again, Kyle and I have different individual goals in a lot of ways, but we have very similar values and things that are important to us align very well. Like we both want to be financially free. We both want to be financially successful. We both, um, you know, want to set ourselves up well. We both want to have like passive income streams and we both like value having time freedom and financial freedom. And, you know, this might piss people off. I don't care. But when it comes to like, if we do have kids, um, like we don't plan on raising them in a specific religion. You know, I was raised Catholic and it created a lot of problems for me. And I like, like there, I like a lot of things about the Catholic faith and, you know, I, maybe I'll change my mind if kids come, I don't know, maybe, but as of now, we are both like, no, we don't want to force a religion down their throat. I'm open to what they want to do. Like if my kid was like, mommy, I want to go to church. I wouldn't be like, no, go fuck yourself. We're not doing that. I'd be like, okay, like, let's go for a weekend and see what you think. Like, I just want like kids to be able to explore and learn like their own values. I mean, of course you teach people like a moral compass, right? I think that's very important. That's like the one thing I like about like structured religion is like a structured set of values. But I think it's really naive to think that you need religion to have like a moral compass. I don't think that's accurate, but you know, that's just me. So maybe I'm wrong in that. I don't know. But having someone with similar values, like if Kyle really wanted to raise our kids in like a set religion that I was not in, I'd be like, bro, how's that going to fucking work? Or like, here's a very small example. Uh, Kyle and I already know that if we have kids, we are not going to be the people that like all of a sudden don't fucking cuss ever in front of them. Like, I'm sorry. Not that I would ever cuss at a child. No, that's not appropriate. But I'm probably still going to say fuck sometimes. What a shocker. So if my kid says fuck, you know, okay, it's probably going to happen, to be quite honest, because I know myself. I think it's important to teach a child like, oh, this is the time and place where maybe it's appropriate versus not appropriate. You don't ever swear at someone, not at school, like whatever. But, you know, if a kid drops something on their foot and it fucking hurts and they're like, oh, shit. I mean, do you blame them? And there's a lot of studies saying swearing means you're smarter. So I'm just going to throw that one out there for all you little y'all judgmental people because I know a lot of people judge my swearing and I don't fucking care in case you haven't noticed. Don't fucking care. So that's what I'm saying. Values are very important. And if I was with someone, here's a great example. If I was with someone that was like, you have a potty mouth, um, you need to change that. I'd be like, mm, 
here's the fucking door. Goodbye. Like that would not work. Right. So it's just really important to be on the same page as your partner, in my personal opinion. Now, the last thing I'm going to say, and Kyle always like kind of makes fun of me for saying this, but I think it's really important to not only have a romantic connection with your partner, but also a friendship. Like you need to love them not only for like the sexual stuff, right? Like, do you like them as a person? Like he is my best friend. He's also my partner. I love him, obviously, but he is my favorite person to be around. He is my favorite person to spend time with. Like I love him. Like I love him right? He is my favorite person. And I think it's really sad when maybe people are only in it for the physical side or like don't have any of the physical side. Like you need both. Like you need a combination of both. And I think it's really important to cultivate both the friendship and the romantic relationship and being intentional about it. You know, Kyle and I have talked about that on the podcast before. Like we really try to be very intentional about cultivating both sides. And for example, you know, we got really slack about how many date days we did a month. Like we used to have a schedule and we would go out and do something together every two weeks, like every other week. Right. And we had just a lot of stuff come up between weddings and family events and work. Like, cause like I said, he often works weekends. So sometimes it's hard and we just really like did not make it a priority. And we're fine. Like we're doing well, you know, we got engaged, right? Like we're doing good. But I did notice like I miss like that time we spent together on those dates. Like even if it's something small, you know, this weekend we spent uh, the Sunday together and we went to the desert and we did some stuff and it was fun and we like adventured and we just spent a couple hours adventuring together. It doesn't need to be some big fancy fucking dinner date. I mean, it can be, but it doesn't need to be. It could be an at-home spa date. It could be, you know, going for a walk in a park. It could be whatever it an at-home movie night, like, but put your fucking phones down and like pay attention to each other or like a game night. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy or expensive, but I think it's really important to have that intentional time to build the friendship as well as the romantic relationship. Because at the end of the day, like if they're going to be your long-term partner, like you don't know what's ever going to happen, you know, like you never know what's going to happen in life. So I just think it's really important to have that strong foundation of like friendship as well as like a romantic relationship. That's just me. So those are the five things that I would be looking for if I was in a relationship or if I was, well, I am in a relationship. If I was looking for a relationship, those are the things I would be looking for as well as if I was wanting to strengthen my relationship. So let me run through them one more time. The first one is that they make an effort to understand you. The second one is supportive of your own hobbies and your individualism. The third is having open and honest communication. The fourth is that they want to grow with you and they have similar values. And the fifth is having a friendship and a romantic connection. I think both are incredibly important. So those are the five things I'd be looking for in a partner or I'd be trying to strength in my current relationship. I'm so grateful that you guys like learning about this and hearing about this. I know we've gotten really good response on the episode Kyle and I did together. So if you have not listened to that one, I highly recommend it. It was so much fun to record. But now let's see what the chakra cards have to say today. This week, we pulled the inner strength card, which is associated to our solar plexus chakra. And if you have a citrine crystal, I highly recommend using it for this card. So basically, this is your reminder that you may need to call on your inner strength and that you have an abundance of inner strength. You have the ability, well, you have the ability to deal with anything that life hands you. And we're all part of the universe, which has magnificent power and energy that you can tap into, especially if maybe you are not feeling it within your own 
self. So you're being, you are being invited to acknowledge and connect with that universal energy and that strength that lies within you because we all have it. So an affirmation is I have the strength to face all of life's challenges with grace. Again, the affirmation this week is I have strength to face all of life's challenges with grace. So whether you may be facing a challenge right now, maybe it's an emotional challenge, maybe it's a physical challenge, maybe it's a spiritual challenge or a mental challenge, and know that you have the strength to come through it and to be empowered. You know, this is the Get Empowered podcast. So a lot of that is tapping into our inner strengths. And it may be time, it may be a difficult time for you, but this is your reminder that it's time to trust that you are strong enough and you have the courage to get through it. You just need to believe in yourself and that the universe is also giving you opportunities to continually build your strength. You know, I hear the concept all the time of, oh, I asked for a cake and instead I got all the ingredients to make a cake myself. Well, that's how it fucking works. Like we are going to be given opportunities to continuously build our strength. And sometimes it might feel like life is just kicking us while we are down, but that is a moment where you can tap into your own strength and maybe ask the universe for some help. The universe always has your back. So tap into the universal strength that is around you. Ask your ancestors, ask your guides. They are here to help you. Okay. So whatever it is you're being guided to do, make sure you listen and put it into action and you have the courage to take the steps that are necessary to move forward. So again, I have the strength to face all of life's challenges with grace. I believe in you. I love this card, especially for the Get Empowered podcast. You know, one of the reasons I want to talk about relationships with today, with you guys today, is because I think relationships can be such a key part of our life. They are such a part of our life. And when you are in a healthy, loving relationship, it just helps you to have even more inner strength within you because you are feeling supported by those around you. So just know that no matter what your situation is right now, you deserve the best. You are deserving of love. You are worthy of love. And I know it can sometimes not feel like it. I have not felt like it so many times in my life. And I'm so grateful that I found a partner that took the time to understand me, took the time to learn how to love me in the way I needed to be loved and who loves me for who I am on the good days and on the bad days. And I'm just so fucking grateful for him. And I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to me each and every week. It means the world. It really does. So if you have anything specific you want me to talk about, please slide in the DMs. I will put the lip oil that I talked about earlier in the comment section or in the show notes if you're looking for one. I love it. And thank you guys so much for listening. Do not forget to subscribe, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends on all platforms. Thank you so much for listening today and do not forget to stay empowered. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode, and of course, to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.